0: What is happening, happened, everybody? Welcome into the Create Smarter Podcast by 5Tool Productions. I'm Tyler Pyburn here alongside Filty Martino. How are you? Good, sir? I'm great, Tyler. Awesome. Great to hear. Well, today we're talking about media, football, two things that I absolutely love. And yeah. the reason why we're discussing this is, yes, both the Jets and Patriots are absolutely terrible this year, but we have other reasons to pay attention, and that is because of Amazon Prime. And for those that are not aware, on Black Friday, They actually had and hosted their own football game, an NFL game. I actually don't remember who was playing that Uh, game.
1: I remember it was the Jets and the Dolphins, and it 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 did not go well for the Jets. (laughs) I am happy that you remember. But they did make history because they um, gave up a touchdown, at the uh, an interception return for a touchdown at the end of the first half. It was the first time that it happened in... It was at like that 10 years. I think
0: years. I saw it, and I actually texted you in the middle of that yep. game. That's right. It was the Hail Mary, and they returned it about 100 yards. Truly for, awful stuff. Yeah, that was a it, terrible game to be yeah. a Jets fan. But terrible okay football game. Things just haven't gone well for the Patriots either. But that's neither here nor there right now. What is interesting about it is the fact that this game was, yes, on Black Friday, mm-hmm. number one. And number two was also on Amazon Prime. So why do, for you, let me ask you. Why do you feel like this is just interesting, other than the fact that, yes, everything's going to the streaming platforms now?
1: Yeah, there's a couple of parts of it that are interesting. I think, first and foremost, it's just indicative of the creep overall of the NFL as, like, the biggest media giant in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, they already own Sunday. They own Monday night. They've taken over Thursday. They have Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Um, this year they'll have Christmas Eve. They're um, going to
0: have Saturday games as well, as soon as the college stuff is over. So I think as of next weekend, they'll have a few Saturday games too.
1: Saturday. And then, you know, they dominate the ratings all year round. The highest rated live programs are almost always, um, NFL. NFL. Um, so I think first and foremost, is just indicative of the fact that the NFL as a media product is the, the absolute juggernaut, cream, the cream of the crop, the King, whatever you want to call it. Um, So i think that's that's number one um number two is the idea of black friday as a kind of soft spot for um live live programming right um we mentioned you know the nfl or anybody most holidays have some sort of big sporting event you know new year's day was always um college football and christmas day is usually the nba and new year's day for a little while is the nhl with their winter classic so thanksgiving's the nfl right so a lot of these big holidays are kind of claimed you know fourth of july is baseball right so black friday was kind of a soft spot um and i think the nfl is swooping in so it's just interesting to think about that and then third is the emergence of prime as a live sports engine um beyond what we're going to talk about today which is the marketing implications and i think they've done some really interesting things with like live data and, and stats and things like that no too. Th-
0: th- that part is is incredible just from a an NFL fan perspective, right? Being able to see what they're able to do in real time, even just the speeds of what people are running mm-hmm. at, you're able to see that as the live tracker, which is just amazing. But to me, you know, everybody knows Black Friday as? Shopping. The shopping day, <laughs> right? And where are the places that people like to shop? Amazon. Amazon Prime. So what Amazon <laughs> essentially just did by having a football game on Black Friday on their own platform is said, Well, for the five minutes or the 10 minutes that you might step away from the platform because you've done all your shopping, we're going to go ahead and bring you on back Mm -hmm. and say, guess what? We've also got football here for you. And while you're here watching football, you're on the app. You can go ahead and shop. Not to mention the entire, um, all of the ads.
1: I was going to ask that because I was watching with family, and that's an interesting point about putting a sports broadcast on a holiday. What was the makeup of the ads.
0: I didn't notice. It was a little bit of everything, but there was an awful lot of Amazon Prime ads. Right, right. There was just before that in general. The the other piece of this that is, and we can get into this, but I was actually talking about this with friends on the uh, Thursday night game uh, for the Patriots versus the Steelers a couple uh, last week. And that game itself was on Amazon Prime, the bar that we were at, didn't have Prime inside. It was also on Fox. though. It's simulcast it locally. Was simulcast right. locally, so yeah. they could in fact get it.
1: But this game was not. This game was not. Right. So this game well, was even in, in New York and Miami, it wasn't simulcast you know, locally. No, I, I can't. Well, speak. we're out of market, so we'll I never have know. No right.
0: idea whatsoever. But for us folks that are out of market, if you were to go to a bar or restaurant,
1: they've the got that Prime. If they want to watch. Have it. to yeah.
0: have, and for them, it's a giant pain in the neck yeah. to make that switch over, because right. they're just. They have a cable box or they have an over-the-top service that they say, yep, I have all my channels and that's Mm -hmm. that. They don't have a Prime service that they can go say, oh, I need to switch this over, just this television, because there's hockey on that TV or there's a basketball game on that TV. But to me, the most interesting part was the fact that it's on the Amazon Prime platform. And that's where everybody's doing shopping basically all day long. And they've kept them there even longer. It's remarkable to see.
1: It's basically a three-hour long ad for you know, Amazon and reminding people to go spend their money on Amazon. Um, and I'm sure the data bears it out that it helped see a spike in, you know, in shopping and everything during that time. Um, you know, you mentioned the different platforms, and I think from a from a consumption standpoint, it's getting to the point where it's, it's... The numbers don't bear this out, I guess, so maybe I'm wrong. It feels like it's almost untenable as a fan to be able to keep up with it and watch all of this stuff. But I say that, and... My family had it on. You know, it's like you figure out a way. So,
0: Well, I think that's just the diehard fan of a specific team will go ahead and say. But if the
1: Jets weren't on, I'm not figuring that out. Exactly. And
0: that's the same as Me. me. I watched it casually. Because I was like, oh, that's right, because I happened to log on to Amazon Prime that day. And it got served and to And I you. saw right. that, oh, that's right, the game's on right here. So I'm not a Jets fan, I'm not a Dolphins fan, right. so I'm not going to be seeking that out. Same thing goes for, you know we talk about this all the time with the NBA playoffs and different things. I have Fubo at my you home. You could no longer watch the no Turner Network. Right. TNT, TBS. Yeah. So when it comes time to it, I say, all right, you know what, I'm going to subscribe to one of these other accounts like YouTube TV or Sling. For, for two a month. months, yeah, yeah, and then I have to turn it right back off because of my team being there. So, like you said, it—I don't know how they're going to be able to keep up with it. And at a certain point, you almost wonder if there's going to be some certain provider that says, "We have all those channels." Oh wow, we, it's almost like that's oh, what it it's used like to be—cable <laughs> thing that everybody used to have. But and everybody did it so they could try to save money. Well, now those streaming services are recognizing. Well, we have to pay a whole lot of money for these local providers and, and NFL deals. And NFL <laughs> deals. So guess what? Those prices are going up as well. So Th- that's my other question for Amazon. It's it's a two, you know, a
1: three-hour-long ad for Prime, but they pay an awful lot of money to get the rights to Thursday Night Football in this Black Friday game. Mm-hmm. Where's the break-even point? Like, is it worth it? Because do you need to have for a lot of these services, and I'm not—I can't remember Prime because I already pay for Prime, so I don't know. But I know, like when MLB started doing games on Apple TV, you had to have an Apple TV account, but you could have a free version of it in order to watch the games. You didn't have to have a paid Apple TV account. It was just—we just want your email, right? We just want you to have an account with Apple TV. Um, some of them you do have to pay for. So part of it is just a driving you know, driving a user base, not even a paid user base for some of these for some of these networks. That's why they're paying for the rights to these deals. So like what is the break
0: even point? Well I wonder what the I mean, for taking Amazon as the example. What is their payoff? Is it their goal they say, well, you know what, if we get people to watch a Black Friday game, yes, I mean I say it's they're keeping people on their app, but did people spend that much more on Black Friday because of it? Or did they just say Nope, Amazon Prime is in my face, and I need an Amazon Prime account. And at this point in time, I feel like everybody in the world has an Amazon Prime account. Or is
1: it the ads that they're able to sell on it? Exactly. Or
0: the ads, and Amazon specifically is able to sell, well, I can sell a slightly different type of ad. I don't necessarily just have commercial breaks, but I can also say, well, on Black Friday, we're going to have ads on the Prime platform, on the Amazon app, that that dollar amount is worth an extra 50 cents. And given the amount of ads that they run, well, that just made them an extra $10 million. I'm actually curious to see what the play is, what the reasoning is behind it. Not that they're ever going to tell us how they're messing with their minds in a sense, but. It, it, and I'm curious to see what the play is. Like, what, yeah. what, how are they, why are they trying to make, where do they, is it a long-term return? Is it a short-term thing it, or what?
1: It really feels to me like it's just a content race right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and ultimately the the companies with more money, like Amazon, you know, they've got as much money as they want to spend. You know, they've been one of the biggest companies in the world. Mm-hmm. Maybe they're in it for long-term, but you look at like live sports, but then there's channels like Peacock, right? So NBC already has rights to games. So mm-hmm. streaming stuff live on Peacock for, for people who maybe subscribe to Peacock but don't want to subscribe to a Fubo or YouTube TV. Mm-hmm. I see that a lot more. They already have the rights. They're not, I don't know it's if they're the, paying extra actually to be it's, able to, it's the to Paramount stream it. App. Yeah, right, Paramount. that's CBS, yes. CBS right? That's CBS as well. So, you know, for those, it makes a little more sense where it's like, we already have it, so we'll stream it there also. But that's a simulcast mm-hmm. more than it is an independent stream. The ones that are interesting to me are the Apple TVs and the Amazon Primes. And some of these other apps like that, where it's an exclusive, an exclusive deal, and it almost just feels like it's like a a content race. Where Mm -hmm. for Apple TV to have the MLB, it's like one more reason why you won't cancel your account when you're done watching a show that you're interested in. And it's, it really does feel more like it's just a user play than it is anything else to try to get more people there. And a lot of which is no, no. And all I was gonna say is, to me, that just reeks of like shareholder conversations where you can report on um you know not declining user bases and you can and you can go back and say hey no we've got you know user bases ticking up we've got we've got people signing up we've got people sticking around um whereas there's not necessarily like a massive profit associated with it right because it's not even necessarily tied to paid accounts all the time so to me more than anything it feels like it's just a user retention user acquisition play um but it's certainly. I mean, the other question is like, is it good for the consumer? And it's like, no, <laughs> no, oh gosh, no, it's, no. It's it's a, a terrible, terrible experience. experience. <laughs> like, you have to go searching for it. You have to you have to log in. I think about. You there's
0: know, no there's no last button. Right? No, like, but that's I mean, my big thing. If I want to change games, and one game happens to be on, and that's the point. There's a, a barrier to entry. Yep. They don't want you switching out of it. No, so. it, it's tougher to do. But and now, so this kind of what, two things I want to talk about. But one way I want to take this is what does this mean for a business specifically? And the part that I find really interesting is where I kind of led things off with. And that's saying they were able to keep people on their platform for three, four hours on the busiest shopping day of the year. Right. And what's the takeaway for businesses? And I think it's, to me, it's If you create something that is great, that is something engaging, that everybody wants to tune in for, that they can't miss, that they need to be, especially if you're a Miami Dolphins fan Mm -hmm. or a New York Jets fan, that you and your family that are here in Massachusetts are gonna go ahead and tune in to. You're gonna keep people there. Same goes for a business. If you have a a giving day, Mm -hmm. if you have some sort of sale going on on your site, by creating something that people can only get on your platform, on your webpage, on your Facebook account, whatever it may be, You're going to draw people in. They're going to be tied into your messaging, right? So that to me is the biggest takeaway. out of And we talk about this all the time. Should you go live on the day of Mm -hmm. a specific giving event or your gala or whatever it may be, commencements, but doing that, you then can control the message. You can control everything else around it and allows people to not just get there and see it, but stay there. But at the end of the day, yes, it was a crappy football game, but it's a game that thousands of people wanted to watch. Now, they might not, you know, a local school is going to be able to go out and buy the rights to an NFL game. Sure. But if you, you know, create something that you can only get there that people will really actually want to consume, not that you just want to tell them, but they want to consume, they're going to come and they're going to stick around for it, too.
1: I think you're touching on the most important part, which is what does your audience care about, right? And the NFL is kind of a tailor-made, baked-in audience of, of football fans who are gambling, who are playing fantasy sports, who are fans of the team's. But there are things that your audience cares about, and I think it's identifying what those are and and highlighting them and and bringing them to your audience in in a really effective way. So, you know, if your commencement is a signature event, um, you should be thinking about, you know, ease of people accessing it and watching it. Yes, but... To your point, how are we serving it up and how is it serving the needs of, of the university? If it's a fundraising galley, you know, our goal is to raise more money. Um, you have to make sure that it's not just a stream, but there's, you know, opportunities to bid in an auction or, or donate, you know, wrapped around that. So, you know, the biggest thing to me is, like, what's the hook and what's the reason people are tuning in? And if you're doing a live stream for a giving day, it's maybe you, you know, we we talk a lot about some of our, our giving day live broadcasts with bigger colleges and universities who have famous alums that, you know, other alumni want to hear from that or might.
0: Or famous coaches. Or famous right? coaches, or right. athletes on campus.
1: And it's, that's the hook. You know, people want to hear from the coach. They want to hear maybe, maybe it's a master class where you're going to learn from, you know, a famous alum or a famous professor. Get some sort of exclusive access. You can't get the Dolphins-Jets game anywhere else. You want to watch it. You got to tune in. You can't get this, you know, master class anywhere else. Maybe you're not paying for it. To, to tune in, but you are paying for it in terms of the fact that you're going to sit through some ads, right, that are, that are beneficial to the university in other ways. So it all starts with what does the audience want and are you giving it to them? Um, because if not, you know, if it's to your point, you can't get the rights to the NFL. Well, if it's not the NFL and it's, you know, the CFL or the XFL, they're not getting the numbers and then the whole thing is kind of a moot point. So what is, you know, what is that thing that your audience is going to tune in for? And the other important part is, you know, you're not trying to do numbers like the NFL. No. That's not that's not the goal. You know, your your audience segment is much smaller. And you would be perfectly happy for a lot of people with five thousand or ten thousand viewers as opposed to, you know, five million or ten million or Sometimes however. Sometimes it might or. be five hundred or 100 a hundred viewers. I mean right? we say it we say it a lot, especially if you're in like sales or, you know, for donors, you know, if you reach five people but they're the five right people, that's better than reaching you know, 5,000 people and none of them could care less about your brand. And that goes into the whole conversation of social advertising and all of that as well. But, you know, any salesperson will tell you like five really good leads and five really good sales conversations are better than 5,000 junk leads. Mm -hmm. So um, that's part of it too, right? You know, thinking about the audience realistically and what does the right audience want and how do you get it to them and then wrapping it in all the messaging that's going to make sure you can follow up appropriately.
0: I love that you said the word exclusive access because believe it or not, exclusive access to the Jets versus Dolphins game was exactly that. You had exclusive access, even though everybody in the world seems to have Amazon Prime, but you had to have Amazon Prime. As a
1: member, you got exclusive access. Exactly.
0: You got exclusive access. So for a business and nonprofit, an organization, a school, giving people exclusive access to specific content, whether that's, like you said, a coach, an alum, um, a a prominent speaker that was just on campus, you're giving that your audience exclusive access to it. And whether you think that way or not, like I said, Amazon Prime had exclusive access to that NFL game. You need to do that as a, a university or business.
1: There's also multiple kinds of exclusive access. There's the kind where it's, oh, only 50 people in the world get this access, but there's also this idea of like, I don't want to be left out everybody has access to this and I don't there's you know what I mean there's two yeah. different kinds of exclusive which is to say oh man everybody gets to watch this game I want to be a part of the you know I want to be a part of the zeitgeist and watch this game myself um compared to the oh I'm you know one of one of 50 people in the world who got an invite to this you know this ball <laughs> whatever it is you <laughs> exactly. know what I mean though this gal- exactly well, there's there's being uh, left out and there's being part of an exclusive club and the, the amazon one falls into the former where it's yeah, sure. Everyone has Prime, but you don't want to be the only one who doesn't. You know, if you're a yep. football fan, right? So, the same goes for a college or university. It's somewhere in the middle of like, yeah, this is exclusive for our alums. Maybe it's a big club, but that's part of the point: is that you're here with a bunch of people who are like you. You know, um, so. It, but it all does start with, do you have something that they want? And everybody does, right? Otherwise, you're not running a business, and you're not running a university, you're not running a nonprofit. If you're if you exist as a business or or a nonprofit or a university you know, you're succeeding because you have something that people want. So then it's a matter of identifying that. nobody that. else can offer. Yeah, right. Or
0: you offer it in a better way than right. somebody else. Otherwise does. you
1: wouldn't have a customer base, right? Yeah. So it's what what is that thing and how do we bring a version of that to people in, in a way that they're going to find interesting to keep them user, user acquisition and user retention? How do we keep them around, right? And, Love it. you're not Amazon you're not the NFL but you have a version of it that you can
0: do yep I love it awesome well that'll do it for us I want to thank you all so much for tuning in today he is Phil DiMartino I'm Tyler Piper we're from 5Tool Productions this has been another episode of the Create Smarter Podcast